punishment You can fuck off a banana's tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks that is what about Star Trek, and that is what you can do if you think it. And my name's Leal, and I like Star Trek. Hello. Jack is also here. I'm also here. We are, we are uh, broadcasting you to you from a uh, construction site, essentially. It's, it's as, a very... As we have. Yeah, but we, we're in the addition part of the house now. Yeah. And I know that, that we're going the, the up... The uh, the against entropy way um, on this on in this site, but it does have the vibe of like just podcasting from like a just an abandoned fucking half finished house. It does. It kind of <laughs> I, I I kind of which feel I like, assume is what we're going to be doing in like five years. <laughs> I feel like we're getting into like the gritty, you know, uh, the the uh, the roots of podcasting. You know, the real <laughs> the real gorilla podcasting shit. You know, just. Just we took over this building, and uh, and we're just we're just talking. You're, uh, you're thinking of radio, yeah. The concept you're you're thinking of is radio. Yeah, I mean, podcasting comes from the same. Mm. We're like pump up the volume. Yep, we're just that's like, what we're like. Just like Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen it. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, you should watch that. That's going to be my recommend for this week. Oh. Pump up the volume. It's kick ass. It's totally dated because it is all based on like him having just a CB radio, uh, or not a CB radio, but a, a like a ham wave, you know, shortwave uh, radio, and like broadcasting and you know reaching all of the rest of the youths at his high school, and then the feds coming and tracking him down. But it's very like none of the current technology. There's no. There's clearly no cell phones. There's clearly no internet. Right. <laughs> well, that just makes it a period piece. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of. Uh, periods what happened last Whoa. week chad <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess that sort of worked as a segue <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know how that was really troy's i mean it, troy's horrible mother went into menopause which does have something to do with periods yeah actually you're right yep i, so, I nailed it yeah i did are you proud of yourself buddy yeah yeah i did you look like you are <laughs> i did good uh, <laughs> fuck um, that's pretty much all we need to say about last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. She got fucking betazoid menopause, which made her even worse. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. It's impressive, Does really. Did she come back again? Yeah. Wonderful. She's... Wonderful I, news. I think, uh, she, like, her... All of your favorites, her and Q, um, and probably the Ferengi, I think... Just like a once-a-season kind of yeah, situation. Yeah. Wonderful. Um... And uh, I want to add a new segment mm. because you know how everything's bad. Uh, no, what do you mean? Just you know the world. Oh, the world. Yeah, the things in the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think we should have a new segment to try and make ourselves feel better uh, called "What's Good." Oh, okay. I actually, yeah, that's a good idea. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so my "What's Good" today. You didn't. You didn't give me any fucking chance to prepare for it, so nope. I don't have anything for I, it. I like to sabotage. Fucking asshole. Not sabotage. <laughs> What's the other word I'm looking for? <laughs> surprise, but it's not surprise. Mm. Um, I'll think of it. <clears throat> I'm good at English. It's kind of a surprise-atage. Yeah, if you will. surprise-atage. <laughs> um, ambush? Is it ambush? It's not ambush. That's kind of an ambush too. Sure. Um, I my uh, "What's Good" uh, for today is going to be my new front door. 
Yeah, your front door is beautiful. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I was already excited about the addition to your house um, when they finished the kind of front facade. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this this looks like a entire house rather than a house with some shit built onto it. Yeah. Um, which was what I was worried about. Yeah, and, well, and the, as we've already discussed, the transition from uh, whole to not whole, mm. that was a good... Not having a large <laughs> hole... I didn't like the large hole. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a, your property is is really not very much hole anymore. Yeah, there's hardly is, any hole. Uh, fucking great. Yeah, I'm it's very good. happy for you. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, no, your front door looks looks gorgeous. Yeah, um, you're. I'm very happy that you are getting to make uh, a lot of positive design decisions about your house and yeah. not having to compromise too much. I'm I'm happy that I'm. Uh, it turning out to be right because if uh if we did a bunch of this stuff and it turned out to be stupid uh, yeah yeah that would be a real bummer <laughs> that's you don't want you don't want to see that yeah because <laughs> Catherine is very open about it. she's just like i don't i don't know i don't know sure. how yeah. to do house as i would be in this situation myself she has lived in uh, as as you have lived in apartments her entire adult life i owned a uh single wide trailer at one point right um, but yeah, never, but never, never yeah, a house. No, no, uh, no, never been a, never been a houseman myself. Yeah. Um, so, so trying to make that, I mean, I live to, in a, I live in a house. Yeah, yeah. I've lived in several houses, but I've don't, I've never owned a house. Yeah. And you've never like, you know, bid done. I've never been particularly changes. interested in doing that either. Yeah. Um, anyway. it takes a certain, I don't know what's wrong. I think with it me. takes a certain personality type to want to fucking do all the shit you have to do to keep your house from fucking falling apart or whatever yeah um, yeah i guess that's and true. i don't want to do it hmm. it's no judgment on either me or you yeah it's just an observation <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's it's a pain in the ass in a lot of ways yeah. but it's also uh, rewarding and i enjoy it yeah I and mean, you seem to really enjoy like constantly working on it yeah i don't know constantly what I'm working do on your yard when this thing's done uh you will always find some new Fucking I mean, thing to do. I'll always given have my experience with you. I'll always have the garden, but the thing is, you for for as long as you've known me, I've had this house, and this house has needed shit done to it for as long as I've had it. That's true. And this is the first and you've time you've been that, doing shit to it yeah. for the entire time I've known you. And this is which the, is like coming up on ten years now. Yeah. And yeah. this is the first time that we've actually thrown just a shitload of money at doing a bunch of big shit all at once. And right. Like actually putting out all the fires. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what you, you're right. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't, maybe I'll finally start mountain biking. Mm. When is this supposed to be done? Um, we should be done this winter pretty much. That's a perfect time to get into mountain biking. (laughs) (laughs) I've been wanting to get into paddle boarding. Maybe I'll get into mountain biking and paddle boarding this winter. Nude sunbathing. <laughs> I mean, you can do that in the winter. That's that's true. As long as sunny day, you know, we live in the desert. Yeah. Um, did you think of your good thing yet? Uh, no, I was just happy about your house. Oh, okay, I do like this segment. Um, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> what is good? Um, I really like my new job. Good. Um, the more I do it, the more I like it. Good. I'm very happy with the decision that I made yeah. to go to my new job. That's good. Yeah. The Lord of Beer and Pretzels. Yes. Yeah. And uh, sandwiches, too. Yeah. 
We have a we have a very good bond me. They have uh, uh, the uh, what is it the 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 uh, Argentine beef sandwich mm, with the, the gaucho chimichurri. Yeah, chimichurri. that sandwich fucking whip sack. Oh man, that that sandwich fucks. Yeah, um, we have a we have a bond me that um, we used to use pulled pork on. We don't have pulled pork right now because we're on a COVID menu because mm. we don't like businesses. We go from eight hundred dollar days to twenty two hundred dollar days completely fucking randomly right um so as far as like things that go bad very quickly we don't really we're trying to yeah not have those on the menu um so we do uh fucking beef and pork meatballs for the bon me now oh that's cool fucking incredible so I really, good i really <laughs> like just straight up straight up fucking pork belly in the bon me yeah that would be tight but yeah yeah it's delicious um well jack what uh should people do this week instead of watching this wonderful show that we we, we both mm-hmm. love what show is that it's star trek oh i don't i don't love that show it's but you you've seen almost two entire seasons i know <laughs> you love it so much well <laughs> sure man <laughs> <laughs> what if you just weren't paying attention to anything i said <laughs> just every episode <laughs> I mean that's the bit. You that's, thought I just <laughs> That's that's definitely the bit that I'm doing here. Ah, <laughs> uh, another another lovely evening of showing my buddy Jack this show that I like. Just me and my buddy Jack, we both really like Star Trek and yeah. we do this podcast it's, about I, how much we both equally enjoy Star Trek. I feel really good that I can expose him to something that he's enjoying <laughs> so much and kind of guide him through the experience. <laughs> it's a great thing to share. <laughs> I can't hear anything he says ever. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with the monitors. It's really weird. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, check out the video game from 2012 called Faster Than Light. I've been playing the shit out of Faster Than Light in the last few days. It's very fun. Didn't Didn't you tell me that this game was basically just a Star Trek video game? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have any of the <laughs> dumb Star Trek bullshit in it, but I but know. it is it it is kind of a simulation of running a fucking starship. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's like irony. with everything that in that in like you have to like it's it sounds more complicated than it is because it actually plays pretty intuitively, but like you fucking run like you have like a crew. And all of them have different like fucking battle stations and shit, and they get they get experience running their stations. So they got to do stuff like empty the vacuum shitters and whatnot. No, that doesn't come up much. They mostly like run the shields and stuff. Oh, um, and the weapons. I feel like vacuum shitters is something you're, that you're going to have to deal with. More I think often it's implied than... that that's just handled <laughs> by some sort of like low level AI. <laughs> it's what I appreciate about uh, James S.A. Corey in the Expanse series. Yeah, he definitely does not spare any fucking gritty detail. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what if we really thought this through? And it's like, yep, they're eating also, curry made out of mushrooms that's made out of their own shit. Also, did you know, I think we talked about this before. That's not one guy. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah that's, that's the pseudonym of like two guys that are yeah. very good at writing fiction together, apparently. Yeah. And they fucking crank those books out too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, it's very I, impressive. I just finally got uh, book five on the uh, the library audiobook app. Yeah. Which listeners, if you don't already know this, because I haven't mentioned it in a while, and I think it's awesome, and I think you should uh, support and utilize your local library. You can check out audiobooks and digital books from your local library, and there's an app for it, just like Audible. Audible's also good. You should also do yeah. Audible. 
And neither of those things are giving us any money. I just genuinely suggest both of them. Man, if the library offered to sponsor this podcast, it'd be like, no, keep keep spin that on something else. Yeah. Some kind of children's programming would be better than... That's like when your Nana's on a fixed income and she's like trying to give you money. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm good. I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah. I will spend this on something stupid and you will spend it on medicine. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'll come over and steal that medicine because if there's one thing that, it, that American doctors <laughs> love doing, it's giving shitloads of painkillers to old people. All right. Well, that took a turn. In this scenario, I guess I'm a pill addict, which I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, I was, I figured that was both of us. We were both just being sure on the pill. Anyway, we're going to watch a Star Trek. Oh. Um, I hate that show. We already talked about what's going to happen. Um, yeah, Worf gets laid. There's an ambassador, yeah. an envoy. I think it's Emissary. Or, uh, maybe it's on. Anyway, this episode. Yep. Check it out. Or not. I'll let you know after the break. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? I added some yeah, little, little spice, <laughs> some spicy farts, a little spice on the the uh, the uh, interstitial music. Yeah. All right. That was the the emissary. What'd you think? Uh, it was all right. Uh, I liked it. The premise didn't really hold up uh, to any scrutiny, but uh, imagine that on this show. I um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I I think I have made some room for a lot of the elements of the premise to actually uh, fit in mm. to things that we know. Um, I mean, which part of the premise, like the, the Klingon sexuality exploration kind of doesn't really fit with things we've established earlier. Um, the idea that they sent out a, okay, that's my favorite part. So, okay, let's go to the, <laughs> that makes no let's, fucking let's sense. Let's get at the all. opening scene. Okay. First. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I was going to say, we got, we, we got to talk about poker. Yeah. We got Worf <laughs> being normal playing poker, uh, which I love. Uh, I, I fucking love the poker scenes. Yeah, I I'm gonna say it. I fucking love it. I think they're super fun. It even is the smartest thing that they've done this season is to do the poker scenes because it actually lets the characters just be the character. Yeah. So that later when they do stuff, you care. Well, and also it's like, yeah, that is what that character would do. Yeah. This is like I'm being told a story. Yeah. Competently and coherently. Yeah. Which. Eh, not always, but not always, but yeah, it's definitely a good, it's, but it's yeah, a good you move. Like, it absolutely yes, helps. It's a very good move to actually let your characters do shit. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I'm doing a thing that shows what kind of guy I am. But so they get pulled <laughs> away from the poker game for a class 11 emergency. Mm, I did have to write down, <laughs> oh damn, a class 11. So <laughs> that is nine more than a class two. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what the scale is for emergencies, but 11 seems like a weird number to have. Yeah. If you've got 11 different levels, I assume you have more levels than that. And if you have more than 11 levels, that's too many levels to call them all emergencies. That seems like too much granulation to me. Yeah. 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 I, I, my thought was maybe it's like not a scale of severity, but just of type. Like a class eleven is like a diplomatic, but then like that doesn't hold up so, either because they they get in contact with the with the admiral and she's like, "Go here and pick this up. I can't tell you anything else." Yeah, for really no reason in retrospect. Yeah, so let's talk about the thing they had to pick up. 
So it's a space coffin. <laughs> it's it struck me as something where like okay, the, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, um, the poker scene. Pulaski and Worf have a weird chemistry again. Yeah, like they did in the episode where they took poison together. Yeah, they're they're like vibing again. This whole episode is about Worf fucking, um, and it's it is explicitly established that he did not uh, fuck the woman that 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 he that he had never slept with the woman that he sleeps with in this episode before. Um, and it, and the way that he reacts to sleeping with her is very cool. It it makes it seem like he's never had sex before. Yes. But he does what a virgin would do. I think it is equally possible that he has never had sex with a Klingon before. So I still think it's possible that he and Pulaski fucked. I am becoming more agnostic on that, but I do think that like for whatever reason, and actually, I think I think it's a good like organic character choice that maybe the actress that plays fucking Pulaski is made, where she's like, "This guy could fuck. Like this guy is hot, you know. Like she like basically that's what it is. Is she just she just vibes with him, yeah. Um, which is like again like this is why I like the poker scenes because it's like you don't need to know that for the story, but it does enrich the the tapestry of the story to yeah, just be so maybe like, they didn't but there's a, a will maybe they, yeah, they, got just, a, they, got, they got vibes yeah they got a sam and diane situation yeah um so here's another thing because i looked up we some all stuff. know somebody we've had vibes with that we never yeah. fucked come on um i uh i looked up some stuff because i want really wanted to clarify the timeline of Worf's life um because it may uh, because i've got a theory about Worf. so we know that Worf was raised by adoptive parents Right. And I had to look up the timeline of of what exactly happened. So his parents were killed at the Kim, uh, but killed by Romulans at the Kittimer massacre um, when he was six years old. Okay, and the first ship to uh, come and discover the rubble and find him, like underneath a collapsed building, uh, was a Federation ship, and uh, his adoptive father. Uh, Sergei Rojenko was on that ship, okay. and that's how he ended up getting adopted. So he was old enough, and also to, why he grew up in Minsk, yeah, which is a thing I remember, yeah, from you doing a bit about it. Yeah, he li- he really likes Minsk. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he did have enough exposure to Klingon culture uh, to to be aware of it and to have like an anchor in it because but but what the theory that I came up with and, and yeah so and he was six to, years old to jump straight to his reaction to the them having sex um, I think that he kind of overindulges and kind of overplays uh, his adherence to Klingon tradition sure in an attempt to make up for like his loss so it expl- the fact that he was six when he when that connection was severed for him. Uh, because he was also the other reason that he was kept away from the Klingon Empire is because I think there were saboteurs within the Empire because like the whole Klingon Empire is a very like royal family. It's very uh, it's very higher. Well, they they seem up. it seems to be pretty explicitly based at least aesthetically on the like the Mongol Empire of the Khans. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, apparently politically too, which means yeah, like everybody's yeah, everybody's from a, everybody everybody's else. from a great house, <laughs> yeah. and so that was the other reason that he was uh, allowed to be raised on Earth um, was because he didn't have uh, because they they thought he would be safer there uh, than being raised by family um, 
on right. uh, because his because his parents were killed, obviously. Um, but so yeah, I think that that actually kind of tracks because we know that within Klingon society, the adherence to this idea of marrying every person, the first person you fuck, is not nearly that. Uh, not nearly as serious if for no other reason than the fact that we know Riker yeah, had a was, three-way with those two chicks on when he had to go on that Klingon show. Yeah, I, 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 I got to say you're doing a much better job than I am on the podcast because I wrote down, Riker had a three-way. This is fucking bullshit. This doesn't make any sense. But like you actually did square the circle because, yeah, if he had a six-year-old's understanding of fucking cultural norms, like when yeah, I was so, six years old, I probably thought, yeah, like you kiss somebody and then you get married. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think he's like wildly. And he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as like a really curious person. So he probably hasn't like read a bunch of books as an adult about Klingon society. So he no, probably I mean, just has a six-year-old's understanding of how the fucking society. Yeah, to no, work. I think he's got an idea of like very because he's all he 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 always has been in everything that we've seen of him so far and continues to be all the way up into uh, his days in Deep Space Nine to be very uh, sexually like puritanical. Yeah. Um, and that ends up being like an issue with his relationship with Dax. That because, seems like it would be an issue because she's yeah. decidedly she, not. Yeah. She's all out there. <laughs> yeah. She is all yeah. out there. Uh, I still uh, haven't watched that much of that show, but definitely getting that vibe. There's an her. episode where they go to Ryza, which is like a you know, vacation planet, basically. And she's like, hey, we're on the vacation planet. Let's enjoy any part of this. And he's like, no, I'm going to be severe about things. Because you enjoy yourself too much. Mm. It's just like, dude. Read the room, man. Dude. Uh, honestly, your wife knows more about Klingon culture than you do. Yeah. She has more experience in Klingon culture. Because yeah, wasn't she a Klingon at one point? She wasn't a Klingon. She's always been a Trill, but her previous... Trill- but like, I mean, her host or yeah. whatever. No, no. I mean, the, the host is... Uh, the hosts all have to be Trill because they're symbiotes. But her previous Trill host was like the imba- like the Trill ambassador to, to, oh, okay. to, to Konos or something I don't like understand. That. I guess I don't understand that show. Um, trills are... Uh, Check out things I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Stuff Jack Doesn't Know About Star Trek. Mm. No, that's actually true. Yeah. 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 That, is, that is the main content engine of the show, I, yeah. I would say. Um, but yeah, so going back to the space coffin. <laughs> yeah. I just got the idea that, because uh, and I remember that this happened, and I was, I just, I feel like one of the writers was like, hey, you know what would be kind of cool is like if they had a different, you know, Instead of sending him on a, you know, on a shuttle, we had him flung out there on a space pod. Right. We can go very fast. <laughs> um, which is, like, it is a cool idea. Like, it's something, like, from The Expanse or something. Yeah, but just Warp 9 is m- multiple times, and I can't remember the math, but it is much faster than the speed of light. Right. And so you're telling me that you put a human being in a pod slightly larger than that human being... And flung him out into space real fucking fast. Yes. No thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it would suck shit. Yeah. Um, and it, and Dana even it says... Gets, it gets very much gets brushed over immediately when she gets on the ship, but it's like... I, I get, like, classic season two where it's like, oh, you just, like, everybody had three... Yeah. You had, like, three or four ideas, and you're like, fuck it, let's just fucking... We'll just... That'll take up 10 minutes, yeah, and then we can just dispense of it and go to lunch, yeah. and then 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like they wrote the episode and they were like, we need this to take longer. How about instead of getting there on a shuttlecraft, she gets there on a pod that gets flung into space at right. warp nine. And then Data can talk then, about it for a while. It takes 10 extra minutes to for them to bring that thing aboard. Um, and again, back to like things in this show that demonstrate what a poorly run organization Starfleet is. She gets on the ship and the ship's doctor does not know her physiology and can't mm. figure out why her physiology doesn't match Klingon. Right. Her Well, they don't know that she's a Klingon at the time because they don't tell the, because again, this is an incredibly badly <laughs> run organization. Yeah. And the Admiral's like, look, you'll, you'll realize why I can't tell you anything. And it's like, I don't think I ever realized why you couldn't tell anybody anything at all. Yeah. Actually. This none of this seemed like it needed to be top secret at all. Uh, the only reason I can think of is uh, so that Worf didn't hear you say her name when you were on the video Which screen. He's gonna find out immediately, uh huh, because he's the head of security. Speaking of things that people should have found out, she gets there and she walks up to Worf and she's like, "So this is where you've been hiding? Are you telling me that that, that a Klingon, a half Klingon emissary, uh, who is going to stop a Klingon ship?" Mm. and is going on the fucking flagship of the Federation, yeah. the ship upon which serves the only Klingon serving in Starfleet. Yeah. She didn't know he was there. That's what hiding means. Uh-huh. It means standing out just in... More than... I I don't know if it's possible to stand out more than that. It, it, it means being the only person of your species that in an interstellar That is less hidden than anything I can imagine. <laughs> God <Fuck>. damn it. <laughs> But again, I think it speaks more. I think it speaks perfectly to uh, just what a, a just clusterfuck of an organization Starfleet is. Apparently, apparently, Jesus Christ. Um, we find out. Yeah, this is really turning into kind of a hidden office drama. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is uh, this is the reason that we can't do lower decks for this show because right, because it's just a commentary. That's on basically that. yeah. what lower decks is about. Which um, we find out. Which that, hang on, we were doing this before them. Fuck those guys. That's true. Listeners, do not watch Lower Decks. As a matter of fact, we're suing them now. Yep. Listeners, if you happen to be an attorney <laughs> and would like to help us do that because we can't do anything. And you think you can help us win a lawsuit against CBS <laughs> for copyright infringement about an idea that we had about a show that they own, get at us. Yep. On Twitter.com. You are a suicidally brave attorney. <laughs> um, we find out that her parents were, uh, the father was Klingon and the mother was human. Mm. Oof. Yeah, I wrote down that must have been a cool relationship. Oof. Given what we're seeing about hum- or about Klingon. Uh- Although, I do have to ask, uh, did, uh, did, did she uh, hit you in the same, uh, same way that the Irish chick from two episodes ago did? No. No? No. No, I was half expecting it, but no. She got me a little bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The duality of man. Yeah. That's what that's about. <laughs> yep. Um, some of us are uh, Irish attracted and some of us are Klingon attracted. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two genders. Yeah. <laughs> the, two, the two genders of man. Yeah. <laughs> the two genders of man. I don't just not understanding fucking anything. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to give a good job to Troy. So uh, yeah, um, and I saw you scribbling during the same scene. I so wrote I down good you're... job, Troy. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. So what happens is uh, sh- uh, K- 
Kayla, Kayla, Kalani, Kayla, Kayla, fucking cares, Kayla. Uh, Kayla the Klingon. Kayla, Klingon, <laughs> Kayla the Klingon. Uh, she and Worf have a fight, and then she goes raging down the corridors and smashes a table, and then immediately her doorbell rings, and uh, and Troy is there. And I was like, actually, that's really fucking good writing for... Because what it implies, or at least the way I'm going to read it, is yeah. Troy was wherever else on the ship. And was like, somebody's pissed off. <laughs> she was like, that is... Uh, Time that for is... me to do my job for fucking once. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> is furious right now. I better go check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, it implies that maybe that's like what she does and why she's not on the bridge that much. Yeah. Is that she's just walking, like, just, just walking around the decks and just kind of like being like, I've been saying vibes a lot today, but checking the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And while you're at it, watch the movie Vibes with Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper. Haven't seen it. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper are uh, two American psychics who, for some reason, go to Machu Picchu uh, to contact Aztec gods. That sounds incredibly stupid. They're not Aztec, but in- Inca? Incan? Is that? Yeah. Ma- Inca. Machu Picchu? Incan, Is it yeah. Incan? Yeah. Yeah. I only remember that from because of that scene from the Motorcycle Diaries, um, where there's a kid in uh, fucking Lima in the slums hmm. who's like, the Inca built this and the Incapables built this. Zing. And it's like, yeah, got, take that Spain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently that's like something that Che Guevara actually wrote in his fucking diary. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Sick burn. Got, got their asses. Sick burn, Che. Um, so Troy uh, gets Kayla to go to the uh, uh, the holodeck to work out her aggression on Worf's fighting program. Right, hang on. I have. I actually have something from... Um, I have a couple things from the argument that she gets into with Worf okay. earlier on. Uh-huh. First of all, Worf, be fucking professional. Yeah. Like... And I love that scene. Actually, you are a high-ranking military officer. Sometimes you're going to run into people that you had like romantic tension with, and you can just fucking well, and it's just never, shove your feelings down into your gut where they belong and do your fucking job. It's never established why he's mad at her because so she walks yeah, in. I know, and she's like, "Hey, long time no see," and he's like, "I have nothing to say to you." And he tells Picard, he's like, "I I think somebody else should be in charge of talking to her." Well, I think I mean, and, it's, I it's, love the exchange between him and Picard because Picard's like, "Are there any personal reasons?" Yes. Are there any professional ones? No. Yeah, I wrote down Picard is the one person on this entire <laughs> ship that's good at his job. <laughs> Thank God he's there, or this ship would have just torn itself apart in a rage of fucking adolescent horniness yeah. and violence. Yeah, because nothing happened between them, and there's and it's never established why he's mad at well, her. Well, I think it, I, I reading between the lines, I think it's it's he like they got horny for each other, and then it didn't work out, and and he's being a fucking incel about it. Basically. Yeah. Um, which I actually, I kind of fucking hate the term incel. I mean, it's shorthand for something that we all know. Yeah. But like, by the strictest definition, I'm an incel right now. I am celibate and I would prefer not to be. Ladies. I thought we've established that you're a ball cell. <laughs> mm. I've been very horny on the last few episodes. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> ladies, 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 can you can you help can you help Jack out? Check out sweaty desperation. <laughs> uh, 
but no, I, but but the sort of the and I also I I don't like the term incel because it is just assigning blame to the alienated individual rather than the system that is that is ruining their fucking lives. But there is you know there is a certain um, group of young men that don't really understand what's fucking happening and why they feel so alienated. And part of that alienation is, yeah, you, you fucking vibe with somebody and then it doesn't work out and you get incredibly fucking angry. And I think that's what Worf is going through where he doesn't really yeah. understand like why, like, cause she's like, she's more emotionally mature than he is like clearly because he fucking proclaims that they're married after they fuck one time oh so this is another so, like, thing I think, that i realized I think, like they probably like had like one good date or something and yeah. he was and then she was like i actually would love to hang out more but i have a job that's going to take me away from you so maybe i'll see you again sometime and he was like women are evil how or old at least this particular woman is evil how old do you think Worf is he strikes me as like late 20s he's 25 okay yeah according that, that, uh, according to the, I, that I, sounds about right yeah i uh is he was born in uh calendar year 2340 and we are about 2365 uh at this point in the show which i like i have a lot of sympathy for that because i re- i can absolutely identify like having those feelings when i was younger or even now like now i'm like stop stop that you know to myself yeah but like and i I think you can too yeah i mean like somebody like somebody that's like yeah i like you but i don't like you enough to like give up everything else i've got going on for you and it's not going to work out and 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 like that does it is very frustrating yeah and when you're younger like when you're young and especially like if you had six years of being raised in one culture and then the rest of your fucking adolescence uh, in a completely different culture, you're probably kind of confused on how any of this shit works. Yeah, and I mean, I it doesn't mean anything that he did is okay. I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's a reason that it happened. Yeah, to be absolutely clear, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, to be absolutely clear, do not demand that a woman marry you after you have sex with her <laughs> for the first time. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's I can, her kink. I can identify. I can identify with that too. I've certainly been like had like been mad at somebody for you know if we uh, hooked up or I thought things were going well and then all of a sudden they pulled back and I'm like, what the hell? It's a it's very frustrating. it sucks. It yeah, really it's sucks. Extremely frustrating. And it's not yeah. And it's not an excuse for for anybody to do any of the horrifying shit that. Uh, yeah. Don't do anything bad because of it. But also, you're allowed to be frustrated by it. Yeah. It's you're yeah. Just, just don't do anything about yeah, it. <laughs> don't go fucking red pilling on the internet or whatever whatever the hell they're doing now. Yeah. Uh, um, certainly don't shoot up a church or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on a more on a lighter note, um, she he's being very emotionally withholding from her. Um, also, that's just kind of his mode. He's yeah, yeah. He's, he's not very hedonic. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, don't act like a Klingon glacier. What's a Klingon glacier versus a regular glacier? You know, Riker keeps calling him Iceman this entire episode, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get that. But yeah, there's a lot of... It's a very glacial-themed episode. Yeah. I think we... I th- I'm, I'm going to put that down to just the writers getting on a thing. 
Mm, just some sort of perhaps substance that has a street name of ice. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> that was not where I was going, but now it is. The writers may be hitting the slopes, yep. if you will. Um, uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that so um, she, digression. Yeah, so she goes off to run his calisthenics program, uh, and we find out that apparently whenever you're in the holodeck, the screen outside of the holodeck displays the name of the program you're running. That is a very interesting thing to find out. That is a bummer of a thing to find out. Mm. I mean, I would assume you have to like save your... Also, the fact that you can just look up somebody else's holodeck programs is like, no. I mean, I would say... It's even a, if I was using it for something innocent, it's like, do, people don't need to know that. No, if it's an exercise program, you might save that in like a you know, yeah, public get, file. Well, so... Yes, you might. Worf would not. Yeah. There's no fucking way Worf is like, well, I better make sure everybody else can try this out. <laughs> like, Yeah, no. There's no yeah, fucking he's way. He's a very <laughs> private individual. Because yeah. um, you're right. I might like make, if I made something cool on the holodeck, I would probably make it public. Yeah. Worf, no. No I fucking also, way. I just, it just made me think of like, if that's the case, then every time Wes has to go to the holodeck to jerk off, he's running a program called Looking at the Sky. Yeah, it's called Study. <laughs> the Studying Program. <laughs> study the, one, study two, <laughs> study three. St- study does Dallas. <laughs> study four, big butts. Uh, Study underscore BB. <laughs> Barely 18 study. Mm. Um, study bear girl. <laughs> As a callback. Uh, Listeners, I do remember some of the things that happen on the show. He does. He does remember. Um, so they fuck in the holodeck. Mm. And, um, well, first, first they do a, just a lot of erotic sniffing. Yeah. I was not surprised by the amount of violence involved in Klingon sex. No, that's and honestly, it seemed like it could have been a lot more because mostly they just like scratched each other. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, I which, did not like. Hey, whom amongst us? Um, yeah, I did not expect Klingon sex to involve that much hand sniffing. Really, that was kind of the foreplay. It was just like, I'm gonna smell all of your fucking arm and hand. <laughs> yeah, which. Okay. <laughs> Fucking whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, like uh, and then and then and then Ferengis just, get off on having their ears rubbed, sure. Klingons yeah. like their wrists sniffed, whatever. Yeah. And I like my penis touched. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> and also the ears thing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Yeah. Not not to the level of the Ferengi thing, but yeah. It's not bad. Um, and then they, yeah, they cut they cut to a commercial break, and then, like, they come back, and they're just fully dressed again. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> bummed out about that. I really wanted them to be, like, smoking cigarettes and, yeah. you know, laying on the ground, or at least with yeah, their the hair tussled. Post, the post-coital scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, their post-coital scene is they're both, they, like, they don't even look like they got sweaty or anything. Yeah, not even sweat. Like I was, yeah, I was hoping like, like laying on the ground with a blanket. There's just blood spots all over the blanket. Yeah, <laughs> like, nope. Because I think that's. Uh, oh fuck! I just I just remembered. Um, 
Oh, that's right. So after Dax dies, the Dax that uh, Worf marries. Mm. Uh, spoilers for Deep Space yeah, Nine. Yeah, spoilers for Deep Space Nine, which ended its run in 1997. Yep. Um, uh, she's replaced by another Dax for the last season. Um, and Worf does bang her like one time, mm. and it's really weird. And I bet he's, but they actually have a fucking legit postcoital scene at least. Uh-huh. I bet he's very normal about it, though. Yeah, it's not. They're both not very normal about it. The, the Esri Dax is very weird. Um, but she's cute. But she's kind of like manic, manic pixie dream girls, completely different from uh, from from uh, Jadzia Dax. Anyway, yeah, Riker had a three away with the th- the those two ladies on the Klingon ship, um, right. which. Uh, so there's there's an amazing scene um, where after they fuck and Worf's like we're married now and she's like no I'm I'm all right I'm all right on that one I gotta go I have to go back to my job you fucking psychopath we, we both have jobs to do right now <laughs> um, where Worf comes in to look in on her and he brings Data with him as like a chaperone. And she immediately was like, why did you bring a chaperone, you fucking cuck loser? I mean, she's, she's actually very nice. She's a very sympathetic character because she's yeah. very nice and she's very gentle with him it, until she has to be, like, firm and be like, no, like, but, and this even is when insane. She does You're that, being like, insane. You know, she's the one who leads the conversation at the in the last scene where she's like, you fucking idiot. You were just going to let me walk off. Like, of course this isn't nothing, but also you're being a fucking lunatic. Right. You, you, this like, she all, really is. The, like, he is really doing an all or nothing thing. Which, yeah. Which, again, I have a lot of sympathy for because I've done that. Like, when I was younger dating, where it's like, okay, well, this has to be like, this, at least this, I fucked this girl, so this has to lead to marriage. Right. And it's like, man, you got it. <laughs> you gotta this not can't fucking, yeah this and, doesn't work i think that's part of the reason why i find it so hard um like i can sympathize but at the same time it makes me it, it's aggravating and frustrating because i look at myself doing that at a younger age and i'm like dude fucking knock it off well it's the child and your it's your inner child that you want to fucking give a wedgie to yeah exactly like just like uh uh wesley yeah, yeah always fucking drives me nuts when he's being a know-it-all yeah um yeah, um, it's kill kill the kill the child inside of you. I guess that's check that, out my listeners. Check out my upcoming book called "Kill Kill the Child Inside of You." <laughs> you know what? Twenty twenty. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. That makes as much sense as anything else yeah, that's going on right now. It really does. Um, <laughs> we get another scene. In- no, hang on. I, I, okay. So that that scene with Data is fucking incredible like data is awesome in that scene oh yeah um and i came up with a new data bit um where you can replace all of his dialogue in that scene with hi i'm data because it would just it would have the exact same effect well except i don't know there there was a again going back to that uh that like super dry sense of humor that you know, is much more explicit with uh, Spock, but we often see it seems like uh, is there with Data uh, because they're have they're basically having this bickering argument 
Um, right, and he 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 does like this like childlike naivete. Yeah, but you're right because it does seem like he's kind of doing a bit sometimes. Well, and she that. straight up asks him. She's like, "Well, which what which species do you find more baffling, humans or Klingons?" And Data's like, "Honestly, I I would have a really hard time answering that right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a very polite way of saying you, you guys are both being fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, you guys are. Both I have fun. shit to do. <laughs> I I am a I am an officer. I'm a commander. I'm third in charge of this fucking spaceship <laughs> yeah, am i seriously here just so you two don't have to talk to each other is that what i'm doing here right now yeah you're right i, I actually i like data more if i read him as kind of like doing the naivety as a bit yeah and and just like having almost an infinite capacity for patience and just being like okay <laughs> um so the ship that they're going to uh, stop is uh, there. It was yeah, so sent out during the war seventy five years ago. They're in cryo sleep and they're about to wake up. This is the, the part of the premise that just completely fucking falls apart for me. But I would love to hear you. I don't have anything. Okay. That, uh, yeah. No. That, okay. I have nothing to make. I've, there's first of all seventy five years ago. These guys should look like original sing- series Klingons. Mm. Uh, second of all, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm just gonna let that go. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Second of all, it's a bad adaptation of that story. That the the story about the Japanese soldier who ended up stranded on an island during World War Two, yeah. and uh, yeah. I can't remember what that's the story is called, but it's been told yeah, and retold. Like they did an episode of Archer doing that storyline, and it's a. I, I think it's check uh, out almost any any history uh, content about the Pacific Theater. Yeah, if you're more if you're curious about that story. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, yeah, it's the same thing. Just they are were disconnected and didn't have the information, and so that it just it implies that during the height of the war, the Klingon Empire sent out a ship with no preparation, no plan for how they were going to contact that ship when they reawakened, and they were just going to they're just sending a fucking bomb well, so out into the universe, it's, universe it's, with a seventy five year timer on it. It's dumber than that because they diverted resources that they presumably needed to for ships of the line to right. hold the line yeah into a ship that doesn't have warp speed because there's no reason you would there's no reason it would be a 75 year mission if you had fucking warp speed except later on the ship does have warp speed and like yeah so when you're when you're in a war with somebody you don't spend a ton of resources on things that might sort of do something 75 years in the future. Yeah, exactly. You're like it's it would be one thing if you sent the fleet and just out put to the, like put the crew in cryo sleep. It's like if they sent the crew out to like to run silent and they were and they had a fucking like a a, a wing of these ships like 20 of them and they all went out on sublight to run silent specifically so that they could get behind enemy lines or some sure. bullshit like that. Okay, fine. Maybe you've got a premise there. Right. But this idea that you just sent one ship ship of just regular Klingon soldiers, and yes, all Klingon soldiers are badasses, but it's still one fucking ship. Right. No specialized equipment, and it's going to take 75 years and for them to what? get somewhere. The enemy's fucking weapon technology is going to advance substantially in 75 as, years. As we see, they, they can't do fucking anything yeah. to the Enterprise. Like, they are fucking useless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that part of the yeah, that, it that makes no fucking sense. At Garbage. All. There was a and really, also they go to warp speed 
Because the Enterprise has to chase them down. So it's like, why the fuck? (laughs) None of this makes any sense. (laughs) But there was a nice moment, um, or at least this was my read on it, um, between uh, Worf and uh, Cassidy. um, Because she tells the captain, just blow him up, give him a Klingon death. Uh, yeah. And and my read on it was that she was trying to do like the more traditional Klingon thing for Worf's sake. Like oh, that interesting. She would, and, yeah. the, and Worf kind of bends back toward, compromises towards her by being like, hang on, I've got an idea how we could not kill these guys. That's an interesting read. I didn't take it that way at all. I actually, I think that's a better read than what I had because what I had was just like, this episode sucks. Uh, <laughs> Because it's like, oh, she's she's embracing. Well, actually, no, I take it back. That that actually makes perfect sense. Because um, my read on her was just she is. So we actually haven't talked about this, but the main conflict between her and Worf, other than the fuck energy that is not been diffused, is um, is that she wants to. She's like, there's no point in doing diplomacy here. Yeah, we need to fucking like vapor hole these guys because they're not going to stop. They're yeah. Klingons. And she has very little patience for Klingon culture for the like the more kind of, I guess, stereotypical or traditional or whatever you want to call it, uh, aspects of Klingon culture. Basically, the, the right. you know, being all war all the time. Right. Because, um, yeah, and that's her, her but also, attitude is like, these are people from 75 years ago. All they do is fight. All they know is war. Um, they're not your their di- diplomacy is not going to work. This is a waste of time, and you're going to have to blow these fuckers out of the sky. Right, but also like she is sort of being a Klingon about that of like being like ruthlessly pragmatic, which is yeah part of Klingon culture. But it it actually makes perfect sense in the sense that like sort of she is. She has taken the parts of culture that she can instrumentalize for her own power and then rejected all the parts of culture that oppress her, which, hey, look, look at uh, any religion in America (laughs) right now. Yeah. And uh, check that out. Yeah. Because you'll find something extremely similar. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, it's super good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one moment in, they have another, uh, fucking uh briefing room scene and uh troy basically undoes all of the goodwill that she earned by being good at her job earlier because she's like well how do we know it wasn't a science vessel (laughs) are you fucking serious right now she gets the answer she deserves yeah (laughs) of like do you think the klingons from 75 years ago were like let's just Spend money on a science vessel and fucking send it out there. Do you think that Klingons today have science vessels? Do you think that America has science vessels? Don't we? I don't know. I think... Listeners, if you're on a science vessel, please get at us. Get at us. (laughs) Tell us what your science do. Mm. Baby... Ladies, ladies, tell us what that science do. How's that science do? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Well, that's that's it for my notes. Yeah, that's that's gonna be it, listeners. Um, do get at us on twitter.com. Oh, is this a watch or not watch? I'm giving it a watch. Yeah, I, I think, think I think this one's it's right on the border because, like, I don't know if it really drives anything forward, but 
Well, it does. That's I didn't hate it. So yeah, give it a watch. Spoilers, but that's uh, Worf's son's mom. Oh shit! Yeah, they just oh. they just made a baby. Oh, oh, I guess it definitely drives something forward. Yeah, then. yeah, and she comes back and she eventually dies. Spoilers, but uh, I think she dies off screen. Um, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I she, actually was going to ask you if she came back and. Um, yeah, apparently I can't, yes. I can't remember when when she comes back. Um, I was just reading the uh, like the fandom wiki, um, which includes like all the backstory as well as what actually happens on screen in the episodes. So it's hard mm. to tell what's what's actually in episodes and what's not. So I can't remember. But uh, yeah, that is that that is uh, Worf's kid's mom. So huh. yeah, she is important to the story in the future. So yeah, actually watch this one to see the conception of Worf Junior. Yeah, or the implied conception. Worf's son's name is Alexander Rojenko. Nope, it's Worf Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't be accepting any further feedback on that. Are you ready to guess? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Listeners, get us at uh, twitter.com, at Neil at whoisjackgun, and at shipfacts. Uh, and uh, follow us on Instagram, at Star Trek Sucks, and look for us on Facebook, uh, Star Trek Sucks. And buy t-shirts. There's a link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. If you're from Kansas City, please, please get a hold of us. We are dying we are dying to know who you are. I'm going to die and soon why if you, you keep, don't get at us. We genuinely want to know why you keep listening and not telling us why you're listening. We're so confused. We're so scared. Mm. Um, yeah, get at us, uh, Kansas City. We love you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, Jack, are you ready to guess what next week's episode is about? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Yep, that is true. Yeah. Uh, next, week episode, ex, next week's episode is called Peak Performance. Mm. uh, I'm going to say that's a Geordi episode The engineering situation I can't remember I I think it does have something to do with engineering But it also has something to do with data I was really hoping you were going to guess It was about dick pills though Uh, Yeah I don't know why I would have guessed that That just sounds like the name of like a dick pill That you would get Like not a legit Like a gas station dick pill Yeah exactly Gas station dick pills Exactly Um Listeners, check out the music of Gas Station Dick Pills, which is, I assume, a band that exists. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out uh, D- Gas Station Dick Pills and Five Hour Energy and whatnot. I'm trying to play that Hieronymus Bosch uh, butt like, music you, again. What you doing over there? <laughs> Playing that Hieronymus Bosch Are you? butt oh, music. There we We're go. Going out on that. Mm. just going to get out of control with the soundboard again. <laughs> okay, we're going to stop that. We're just going to... There we go. There we go. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. When you talk that shit about Star Trek.